Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jeff Simons, is Ben right? I thought it was uh, fearless, but I'm going to say he's right because he's the Taylor Swift guy. He is indeed the Taylor Swift guy, and he's wrong. Oh. See, this um, is Tim's favorite part of the podcast. He just <laughs> Right now, he's just like a little pig in poop. He's just loving this. <laughs> hey, Tim, you know the only person who likes this more than you? Is India Cannon? There's a really, really, really funny <laughs> thing, uh, quote of India Cannon where I do this thing where I'm confidently talking, uh-huh. and she says, "Exactly wrong, <laughs> exactly wrong." And the girls will quote that back to me. Fifty years of music with fifty-year-old white guys. By the way, every time you promise that, we go 25 minutes. No, no, no. This is settle in. Settle in, friends. Last week was the longest ever. I think we're done in 38 minutes. Let's go. Um, Welcome to 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys on the Electrocast Podcast Network. You know, Ben Barton, I went running yesterday, and I put on my, uh, my running mix as I headed out the door. A good 33-minute run or something like that. The first song was Music I've Forgotten by Jeff Simons. Nice. And I'm like, that's the way to build up and kind of like get lost. You in didn't story. like stop and get to a slow, like just start. Oh, dude, that's on my running mix the... too. I love oh that. Oh my one. god. It's a great way to start. But I wanted to tell you, like, as I'm stopping, right? I hit my my three miles, right? And I'm in my backyard, kind of. And um, David Bowie's Let's Dance is just coming on. Now, like, I selected mm. I selected a whole bunch of songs that we've talked about. And I'm like, oh, this is a song where Ben really emphasized the drum at the beginning. Jeff Simons. on that drum and what he's doing there to kick off this song that I don't notice the giant bear that my dog oh my has god. treed 15 <laughs> feet away from me. Oh and my god. Barking and I look and my little COVID puppy is barking at this giant bear who's now like climbed the tree like six feet. And I'm like, what? And the bear looks at me and says, you Let's dance. Your, you better take care of your friend and fast. Uh, so I did a little extra running uh, after my three miles today. Or, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And wow. so now I'll forever associate Let's Dance with a bear 
stare. I have a story from my life with Ben that's not dissimilar to that. We were living in the crummy apartment together, and the guy beneath us had like a little yip dog who he had no control over. And like Ben and I were walking to our car. And the dog came out like, arr, arr, arr. and it really, it was not like cute yip dog. It was like, I am a ill-tempered, unpracticed dog around other people. Uh-huh. And the sad guy who lived alone in the apartment kind of limped out like, he's a little, uh. and it was like, get this dog away from me or I'm going to kick it. And the guy didn't, the guy didn't talk to us. For the rest of the year that we lived in that apartment complex, Aww. which was a huge upgrade. Now Ben did us both an enormous favor. It was like <laughs> through the lines, like we are not taking care of whatever crazy dysfunction is happening in this apartment. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's what we do uh, here on the podcast. We take care of uh, dysfunction. It is the year twenty twenty one, and we're going to pick our favorite album from this year, which was. Last year, the Grammy winner first, Jeff Simons. Oh, Hit boy. I, I, you had me get so many other things ready that I completely forgot about the Grammy winner. Hold on a second. Talk, talk amongst yourselves, we're, listeners. We're on, I'm just going to talk. I'm looking <laughs> oh, this is up. a good time. So um, I guested on the, their, their very best podcast. Oh, oh nice. Fun. Yeah. So we covered TV on the radio. Oh, cool. How, how'd they do? First of all, Jeff, when you did it, they did their own podcast and you did this like light commentary afterwards where they made me do it. I was the host of the stupid podcast. They made me choose all the songs and do all the talking. It was hilarious. <laughs> what? The total baby lecture? switch. A lecture oh, yeah. on TV on the radio. Oh, yeah. But the, the good news is that I actually like rambling on. So it worked on really nicely for me. It was great. All right. Grammy winner. It's the Grammy winner. We are by John Batiste. So that's Ben. Do you know who that is? No idea. John Baptiste, Jeff Simons. He did all the music for Sing, and he was the musical director on the Tonight Show for a really long time. Oh, <laughs> and it, he did that song um, Budapest. Uh, oh, that one say, I've heard. If you, yeah. if you say so, yeah, I think so. I'm like seventy five percent sure. So wait, uh, have have any of us heard this album? No, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> ben, how about you? I was off to a good start of CBC podcast. I've never heard that. I don't think it's the guy who did Budapest either. I think that's somebody different. Ah, uh, shoot, that's somebody different. Well, this is this is why people come to our podcast for the yeah, no, for sure musical knowledge. I'm looking up. So I'm seeing how many billion listens this has and how stupid we are. Um, Man. 
Actually, it's it's in the single millions, that song. The biggest oh. hit from this record is Freedom with uh, 20 million listens. But I mean, as big hit songs go, that's actually on the low end. Okay. So. Well, we're uh, we're doing our best here in 2021. There's a there's a lot going on in our lives. I was listening to a lot of great music in 2021. That just wasn't it. That that just wasn't it. Um, hey, gentlemen, we have some housekeeping. First of all, next Monday is our final podcast of season two. We're we're recording our final podcast, right? That's yes. Next Monday. 2022 even though it's not fully over we're going to go ahead and make our make our calls for this particular year um next season or what we we can discuss that further but next season or the season after we are thinking of kind of a city states version where we look at different cities different states different countries and we examine their musical history uh picking our favorite moments or favorite musical acts from those geographic locales. Yep. I'm just going to pick the musical Oklahoma over and over and over again. Just <laughs> well, unfortunately, what can go wrong? And I'm going to do Tulsa time. It's going to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. What we're going to, we, what we did is we took the 50 uh, names of places, put them in a hat and we selected them. So I am going to announce the first five locales. What are and you that, doing? And that You're way, so ahead of us. Okay. Our, our anyway, this fans, is not a democracy. This is a dictatorship with Tim at the helm. Our the fans, last will be swift if you disagree, Jeff. <laughs> our fans can tweet at us or get on Facebook or Instagram and give us their votes. You know, maybe they know something more than we do about this particular place. I'm also interested in interesting guests we might have. For the number one city, kicking off our next season, Pittsburgh. At least it wasn't Boston. I thought for and sure thought you were going to be like Boston. Me too. You were like going to be like Boston. Uh, our, or I actually culture. thought you'd be like, it's Wellfleet. That's funny. Our second <laughs> podcast will be about Australia. Then New York City kicks in to the top five here. Followed by Toronto and London. So okay, we love. We would love to hear feedback about Pittsburgh, Australia, New York City, Toronto, or London. Boy, uh, Pittsburgh's yeah. having a moment right now. They're just like with Mac Sheep. Miller. Yeah, I'm going back to Mac Miller. That's it. I don't need to do any research. It's Mac Miller time. I can't. Can we do songs that are connected to Pittsburgh? Can I choose Sister Sledge's "We Are Family" because of the '79 Pirates? You can. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna. All right. All right. I'm feeling good about that. <laughs> oh, what's his face? Um, the the father of minstrelsy was from Pittsburgh. Oh, good. <laughs> all right um moving on uh we got a new review guys lovely please keep reviews coming uh we love to hear your thoughts and we love to get um stars in our five star column and sadly uh peter rafelson's dad died um peter rafelson who started uh electrocast with mark and then brought us on board uh, sad to, to, to hear that his father passed away. Peter, we're thinking about you. Um, Bob Rafelson, his father, known for 
all sorts of stuff in his Hollywood days. He... Uh, yeah, if you haven't read the New York Times obit, everyone, uh, this is a fascinating life. Peter, we're thinking of you, buddy. Yeah, so I thought we would honor uh, Bob with my favorite moment from Five Easy Pieces. Let's go. Yeah, now all you have to do is hold the chicken, bring me the toast, give me a check for the chicken salad sandwich, and you haven't broken any rules. You want me to hold the chicken, huh? I want you to hold it between your knees. <laughs> I remember that so vividly. I remember seeing Five Easy Pieces in high school and uh, just finding it. It was just like uh, beamed in from a totally other world. Like Little Suburban Jeff was like, whoa, whoa. that is this thing has a whole different rhythm and flavor and way of being and way of speaking. I really loved it. And he also created the Monkees TV series and put out an ad for four crazy people from age 17 to 21 those are the four guys who they chose the monkeys ladies and gentlemen pretty great uh pretty great gig for them and you know by they, the way on at my gym they have tv lands on mute that's what's on the tvs by gym <laughs> and on sunday <laughs> afternoon at four i believe that's when they rerun the monkeys and wow. so i've recently seen multiple monkeys episodes on mute and i can say Awful, awful, <laughs> awful. You need Let's to just leave it at that. Especially uh, with the sound off, it must look that like that must Lance be it. it. must be that the music would make me like it more. That's correct. It, That's it's correct. probably like watching Lance Lancelot Link Secret Chimp without the without the, <laughs> the talking. All right, well, let's get to the number one selling album from 2021, Jeff Simons. Well, it's not Taylor Swift. So who is it? This surprised me. No, I mean, it's either one of two people for the last 10 years. If it's not Taylor Swift, it's, who is it? It's the number one album. 30 by Adele. I ain't got too much time to spare. But I'm in time for you to show how much I Let you break my walls, but I'm still spinning out of control from the fall. Oh, you give good love, I won't lie. It's what keeps me coming back, even though I'm terrified. Is that your favorite song on that one? I have no idea, but it was the <laughs> one that popped up right away. That was like, oh, I know that. I remember how that one goes. I kind of liked so. it. That was a good one. What would what would you pick, Ben? Uh, I would have chosen "Easy on Me," but my yeah. actual favorite on that one, which I've already sound checked, is "I Drink Wine," yeah. which is the one where she mumbles with her child about how she likes wine. <laughs> <laughs> Very on the nose. Yeah. Ah, oh, lovely. 
Hey, we've got a new game on the podcast. It's called Is Ben Right? Is Ben Right? So I asked the question. This ben sounds like another game that's stacked in my favor, Tim. Good job by you. Ben tries to answer it, but the key is, Ben, Ben is going to answer confidently. And Jeff, you can either go with Ben and say Ben's right, or you could say Ben is wrong. Here we go. Taylor Swift, while she didn't have the number one selling album in 2021, has had the number one selling album five different years. Five different albums were the number one selling album in the country. Ben, can you name the five number one selling albums from Taylor Swift? Oh, I like this one. This is a good one. So you're just going to give me that there are five. There are five. Yep. Okay. So we know two. We just heard two. One is Evermore. Right. Another is Lover. Mm-hmm. Okay. 1989. Correct. Now we're in some trouble. <laughs> I'm at three, right? You're at three. Yes. I can do um, the other two. Let's go Reputation and Red. All right. Jeff Simons, is Ben right? I thought it was uh, Fearless, but I'm going to say he's right because he's the Taylor Swift guy. He is indeed the Taylor Swift guy, and he's wrong. Oh. See, this um, is Tim's favorite part of the podcast. He just <laughs> Right now, he's just like a little pig in poop. He's just loving this. <laughs> Hey, Tim, you know the only person who likes this more than you is India Kincannon. There's a really, really, really funny thing, wait. Uh, quote of India Kincannon where I do this thing where I'm confidently talking. Uh-huh. And she says, exactly wrong. Exactly <laughs> wrong. And the girls will quote that back to me. That does not sound very supportive. No. Um, well, you said... You said evermore and it was folklore. So we were Oh gonna, whatever. That counts. Give me that. that. We were gonna forgive that. But you went with red and it was indeed fearless. Oh Jeff. The final Always one. Jeff is right. Good stuff. All right. So gentlemen, in twenty twenty one. There's only one question on Ben is wrong. That's a one question. Oh, listen, there's Ben's- more, but I could just keep getting wrong. Like <laughs> the, the game runs out. Well, by the way. We're renaming it exactly wrong for <laughs> That's very for sure. I'm very excited. Um, oh my god! In 2021, let's see some news stories. There was the um, well, the, the cat that out. Oh, oh, and the um, the funny grandpa. Oh, um, uh, there was an attempted coup by a, an outgoing sitting president. I feel like that was just last year. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, the Ever Given is the name of a ship. Do you know why the Ever Given was in the news? Apparently not. The Ever Given uh, got stuck in the Suez Canal. For oh, I remember days. the pictures of that. That was <laughs> unbelievable. That's the name of that ship. That's Blocked. great. Blocked 400 other ships and yeah. billions of dollars worth of goods. You know, it's one of those things where you're like driving the ship and you're like, no, I think I got this. 
<laughs> so I no, was on. Sure. I have a ship crashing story. Um, <laughs> so draft off of that. I tried to take my family on a three hour tour, Gilligan's Island style to do go bird watching. And we bought the actually I Susie set this all up and we got on the boat. And it turns out one of my former students is the boat captain. He's driving the boat. He's got the little skipper hat. Did he get a so, good grade? He's all psyched to see me again. And uh, okay. Okay. Uh, three minutes into the trip, he crashed. He drove it, ran aground on a sandbar that he, uh, he got too close to shore trying to get <laughs> to the first set of birds. Now, imagine what the general... Uh, makeup of passengers on an ornithology trip is oh like boy old people with binoculars are just flying past me they just because we go from from 35 miles an hour to zero oh and no. then everybody goes across the boat smashing everything breaks tables glasses people um we have to be rescued by the coast guard off the sandbar who take us <laughs> off like six at a time and then we have to be interviewed by the dock supervisor oh, um but golly. my favorite part of it is while we're all being evacuated and everybody's all cut up and we're doing like basic first aid on old people a seagull lands on this pylon right next to us my son quietly says hey look a bird <laughs> <laughs> Which might be the funniest thing he's ever said. So I feel that Suez Canal moment. Oh, I've, been, yeah. I've been there, baby. I've been there. You've been right there. It it By the way, I won't speak for your kids, but for sure, bar none, without a doubt, Dolly Georgia would have been like, wow, that was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. That really worked out great. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah, when the Coast Guard showed up and those old people were crying, amazing. Dude, seven hours to get like back to a dock we could see from the accident. Like I was like, we just need to go there, but we couldn't get off because we were technically a, a stranded vessel. Oh, so wow. yeah, tough, tough moment tough, for my tough former day, student. Tough day at work for you. Tough <laughs> day at the Poor office. Poor kid was like, oh, I, I can't wait to impress Mr. Simons. You know, I know I can't write a good essay, but gosh darn it, he's going to see me in my... My bang. No way. He's definitely like, I had too much cough syrup this morning. It didn't work out. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jeff Simons, are you ready with the next musical cue? Oh, that's the weird one? Yep. Last uh, week, my son uh, was in the kitchen. He was cooking up dinner for the family. He was cooking up risotto, and I was his sous chef. And so we're listening to his music. And I'm enjoying it. And I'm rocking out to, to these new young bands. And he says, hey, Dad, what's your favorite guitar solo of all time? And I froze. <laughs> but I could, I could definitely think of this one. Okay, stop, stop, stop. Oh, no. You made this happen, Tim. Everybody gets to enjoy a little bonus Cinderella because of Tim Blaine. Now we bring it back down. 
I won't make you sit through the key change. So, something about where I was listening to music as a teenager, like he said guitar solo and I went to hair bands and thought, you know what? I really, I'm not a huge fan of guitar solos, but it's a, it's a paralyzing question that I didn't have time to study or prepare for. What would you all have said right away off the top of your head? If your child asked, hey, what are your favorite guitar solos of all time? Ben. All right. This is a, thank you for asking Tim. I appreciate that. Uh-huh. I would have said, I've got two answers. One that you will really not like and one that you might like. Okay. The easy, the first answer they won't like is eruption. That's an easy go-to. If you want to know what a guitar solo is like, it's also because it, you don't have to listen to anything else. It's like, here's a guitar solo. Just but the entire the, thing is a guitar solo. Isn't that song. the whole song? Yeah. That's the whole song. Okay. Um, but the actual answer to that and my actual favorite is Simply Through for the Devil. The guitar yeah. solo in that is my all-time favorite. So tasty. That's I can whistle great. or hum or sing that entire guitar solo note for note. And how that's, about this? That's a good solo. That's a great That's solo. one of my top two or three as well. Ben and I actually agree on the all-time greatest guitar solo. It's just fantastic. But there are many, many great guitar solos. I would say that uh, Hendrix doing Voodoo Child's Slight Return on Electric Ladyland is a pretty... Uh, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Phenomenal one. I actually really love Scuttle Button by Stevie Ray Vaughan. That starts that's a great one. The weather. Just like a... Just kick-ass guitar solo. That's, it, that's like Eruption, though. That's 100% guitar solo all the way through. 100%. 100%. I love, okay. I love guitar solos. When they're played well and they're thoughtful and somebody's taking it somewhere, I am a huge, huge fan. Uh, it gets a really bad rap. And um, I actually yeah. don't understand why people are are uh, are so uh, blasé well, about them. Because I, I they represent... Cause you know what they do? They represent the thing that people don't have time anymore for, and that's practice, precision, and becoming really great at something. Oh like man, if, if India Kikannon were here, she would just laugh you out of the room with that. Exactly sure. wrong, exactly wrong. But I'm She'd right, be like, you, you know what people don't have time for is masturbating. <laughs> just don't care okay. for that. She is exactly wrong about that too, because <laughs> let me tell well, you. First of all, everyone can masturbate for themselves, time. but listen to another Everybody's person do Everybody's got time for that. There's no question about all it. All right. Listen. Oh, we shamed Tim. We yeah. finally got him to move on. He's like, next topic. Let's go. By the way, I know as soon as you said masturbation, Tim was like, next topic, next topic. But Tim, and the answer to the hair metal question is Ben's already given to you. Kickstart your, my heart is the great hair metal um, guitar it, solo song. Is it the only acceptable hair metal guitar solo? No, there's a bunch of hilarious oh, no, ones. But fight. Cinderella is deeply unacceptable. That band's blue stuff. Yeah, that's actually fair. Like, it's bad. Just in a... Uh, they, that, that guitar solo you picked just is terrible. The, the right. tone, the playing, the timber, the trebliness. I, like guitar I love, guitar, I love guitar solos, and that's awful. I just hate it. All right. Well, my bad. Uh, let's get to <laughs> our awful. three albums. Our three albums. Ben, do you get to go first today? He does. I get, he does get I to, get go, to first. go first. I'm going to be brisk. I'm choosing an album based on Georgia Poe Kincannon Barton. She would have been here to discuss this album, but she is actually hanging out with her buddy Natalie. But we had a lovely chat about this record. Um, and she said that she is the defender of unpopular records from popular artists. 
So uh, she went ahead and did Lover by Taylor Swift. And this is her favorite Lord album, even though it's unquestionably not most people's favorite Lord record. So Lord has put out uh, three records, Pure Heroine in 2013. And she goes on a long hiatus and puts out Melodrama 2017. I believe we've discussed that one. Both Pure Heroine and Melodrama are fantastic. Excellent. Yeah. Takes another four-year hiatus and comes out with Solar Power. And if you haven't gone to the Wikipedia page for Solar Power, I strongly recommend it because it has a long list. It's basically it's written by the Lord Superfans. It's got a long list of all her various Instagram messages about what's going on with it. So one Instagram message is like, I'm working on a record. And the next Instagram record is like, my dog is sick. Work on the record is paused. And then her dog dies and she's like, I won't be working for another year and a half. Oh, that dog. Like I have to change my writing process because my dog's dead. Anyhow, she's recording over this whole period of time. Before the record comes out, they're like, what's it going to be like? Are there going to be hits on it? And she's like, no, it's going to be a very unpopular record. People aren't going to like it. And she was kind of sort of right. Like uh, Melodrama actually sold less than Pure Heroin. And then this sold less than Melodrama. And she just couldn't give a half an F about whether these things sell at all. The record is super interesting. It's a journey record. It's about her personal journey into becoming a healthier person. Um, the first song is called The Path. And it's got a, it's basically like a lot, like three and a half minute, four minute song about learning to do yoga and not caring what other people think. And that's what the whole record's about. All right. Um, go. Georgia would choose The Man with the Axe. That would be the song that she would choose. That's not my favorite. I'm going to choose the song Solar Power. I consider this to be an all, like the, the album is really, really, really good. This song is a freaking masterwork. It's I awesome. can't say enough about it. Woo! Jeff, if you will start Solar Power at one minute and wait, hold on. You have to, we have to wait till she says blink three times and you feel it kicking in because that just takes us over the top. Hit it. Solar Power by Lord. Yeah, come in my baby. Acid green, aquamarine. The girls are dancing in the sand. And I throw my cellular device in the water. Can you reach me? No, you can't. <laughs> my cheeks in hot color, overripe peaches. No shirt, no shoes, only my features. My boy behind me, he's taking pictures. He's taking pictures. Lead the boys and girls onto the beaches. Come on, come on, tell you my secrets. I'm kind of like. Prettier Jesus I won't be 
Dude, totally. It's exactly, it's completely that, and I love that about it. Me too. Wait, what was your reference? It's Freedom 90. <laughs> it's Freedom 90, exactly, and I you need that as the highest praise. Yeah, Listen, yeah, yeah. that's how much I love this song, yeah. is that it's a ripoff of Freedom 90, and I'm like, thank you. Thank yeah, you, Lord, go. for doing it's it. It's about time somebody did that again. Yeah, Dude, it's also, it's a crazy song. Like, if you go back and listen to it, it's two minutes, no percussion. Yeah. yeah. Um, just this, like, staccato guitar and her huh. singing over it. And it's not, and it's like, it's kind of like, Verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and then the real chorus comes, and you're like, "Oh, I guess that other thing that was a chorus was not the chorus." Like, <laughs> it just goes completely over the top. The record is like this: there's a song called "Oceanic Feeling" that's again like just about like having a good time at the beach. Um, it's a beautiful, in my opinion, it's a great record. It's a beautiful record. I'm so happy for her to have found this space where she feels comfortable expressing herself in this fashion. Um, and I'm super extra mega happy for her that she's like just out on the whole thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. She takes four years between the records and she puts out the record. She feels like if you don't like it, that's fine. There's yeah. other records for you to listen to. Um, <laughs> and she's made all the money in the world. Like she's going to be fine. So I just yep. like, it makes me super happy to see her grow up in what from the outside, again, I, I'm not, I don't know her, but from the right. outside appears to be a very healthy space. Um, and all of that being said, like to put out a cheerful, happy, go to the beach, let your boyfriend take some pictures of you album in 2021 was such a bizarre, like off key flex that I actually really liked it. Like this is a record that physically cheered me up. And this song in particular brought me yeah, this massive song. joy in right. 2021. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, she is from New Zealand who they, I mean, they kind of figured it out, got back to the beach before the rest of the planet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, I kind of I feel that. Yeah, great call. Um, Georgia should start a little group of people who like the unpopular record by a major artist because boy, is that a thing, right? Like the Led Zeppelin community that insists that Presence is their best record. Oh, right? I, and they, I, I can't quite get there, but I'm close. Right. The Tom Petty group that thinks that Long After Dark is supremely underrated. Like that's just a great... <laughs> That's a great sub episode for us to do with somebody is what is the major work that everybody thinks is a minor work by your favorite artist, you know, wow. people who want to spend time talking about the who by numbers <laughs> from 1975, <laughs> which is, includes you. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, goes without saying. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, great. Jeff, do it. Uh, love it. Jeff Simons right. for 2021. So um, one of the things that people did in the pandemic was uh, try new things. They uh, learned how to make a lot of bread or they picked up the flugelhorn. Um, then some people uh, were completely ground down by it, right? They just froze. They didn't get anything done. And then other people were like, well, I have the time to do the thing I really like to do. And they just put the pedal down and did an unbelievable amount of work. The guy I'm picking for 2021 um, takes everybody else's output from the pandemic and says, hold my beer. Would anybody like to guess how many records Daniel Romano, my choice for 2021, has put out since 2020? How many full length albums of original material has this gentleman released in the last three years? I got I got no clue. Ben? I'm going to put the over under at six and a half. Okay. I'm going to take the over. At seven, do you want to go higher than seven or do you want to go, you know, lower than that, Tim? I'm going to go. 
I mean, higher. And you're right. It's 10. That's insane. It's 10 original records. And that does not include the five live and covers records and guest full albums uh, as a duo or, um, and it doesn't, I'm not including the 25 minute EP he did with Danny Carey from Tool to do his prog rock record. And I'm not including other things. This guy is on a roll like I don't think I've ever seen in popular music. And as we talk, last Friday, he announced that his next, next record, a 33-minute rock opera, which is also the soundtrack to his friend's film, uh-huh. comes out September 9th. Oh, my God. Um, so he's not, there's no slowing down. Who, um, what? Well, I'm sorry, who is this person? So here's the thing. I say this and you're like, who is this person? What are you talking about? And, and so the thing I want to talk about this week is a little website called Bandcamp. Oh, Bandcamp sure. is a is a site where you can buy music directly from the artist. In fact, if you've been curious about what this whole Jeff Simons record is, that people <laughs> oh, are talking about, Bandcamp is the perfect place to go. <laughs> Everything I've ever recorded um, by myself and Waffle Barrel is on Bandcamp. But so is all of Megan's music. So is all of Joel Streeter and all the people I played with over the years because it's so artist friendly. Um, for ten bucks a month, you can basically run your own record label through Bandcamp. Amazing. One of the things they do that's really great when you're a Bandcamp artist is once a month they send you an email and say, "Hey, this came out too that you might like." And you, you know, I am curious enough, and I'm scrolling through, and I hit a song by a guy named Daniel Romano, and I was like, "This song is terrific. Who the hell is this guy?" And then I was like, "Wait, how many records does this guy have? Wait, how, when did these records come out? Wait a minute." And sure enough, starting in 2020, Romano was, you know living at home. He had all his friends nearby. He's from Ontario, Canada. And uh, they just, he just kept writing and kept writing and they kept recording and he leasing and uh, Daniel Romano and his outfit, which is the name of his backing band amazing, uh, has just made record after record after record. He is terrific. He is also guilty of putting out too much music. I mean, duh, 10 records, but he's uh he was genre hopping for a while. He was like, here's a country record and here's a folk record and here's a psychedelic record and here's a prog rock record. I didn't love that as much. And then he just settled into here's the version of me that takes the best of all those influences and makes something that is just first rate fire engine rock and roll. Um, but this is how great Daniel Romano is. And Ben will appreciate this. Bob Dylan appeared on David Letterman in 1983 to promote Infidels. And he went on there with a punk rock band he'd seen the night before in a club called The Plugs with a Z. And he taught him how to play Joker Man that afternoon and License to Kill and went on Letterman and played two like punk rock versions of brand new songs from a record that he'd worked with reggae artists. I can't it made no sense believe- whatsoever. But some people think it's Bob Dylan's greatest television performance. And he told The Plugs, like, this is, the, this is my new sound. We're going out on the road clear your schedules, and then the plugs never heard from him again. One of the records that Daniel Romano put out is called Bob Dylan's Infants if he'd actually finished making it with the plugs. And it sounds exactly like what Infidels would have sounded like. It is a the whole That's Infidels great. record played like a punk rock trio. And I love that he just spent a day doing that. And then he wrote a whole record and recorded that four days later. Suffice it to say, Daniel Romano is worth going in and tracking down, but you got to go to Bandcamp because only a third of his output is on Spotify. I have no idea why. I have no idea how he chooses what to put out. Um, any of the records, any of the four records he put out in 2021 
is a great place to start. I like them all. They all have great songs. But here is my favorite Daniel Romano track. It is it is also kind of everything he does well. Fantastic drumming, great song, tons of great vocal harmonies, tasty overdubs. This song is called First Yoke, and it's a great introduction to this guy. Various works by Daniel Romano. Horn players coming over in Ontario. It's great stuff. There aren't a lot of horns on these other things, but I just love that overdub. This is yeah, great. But when nice. they when they play live, um, they did a live on the air and from their studio in the pandemic. One song just smashes into another. Like they just medley, medley, medley. Like there's like zero time between songs. So it's just like 25 minutes of one killer song after another. And then he's like, hey. <laughs> like retune and then smash into another 25 minutes. He's my kind of guy. I, I can't wait to see him. Daniel Romano's first yoke is a great place to start with this guy, but really it's just like a giant box of chocolates. Just dig around and see what you like. There's something there for everybody. Cool beans. Ben Barton, any idea who this was? Absolutely. Jeff has pressed this on me. Um, this is, I mean, so first I'll say I do like, I do like Daniel Romano. Uh-huh. Um, and there's, I don't know, a dozen songs that I like. So that would be a really good output for an artist in two or three years to put out a dozen good songs. It's problematic that he put out 10 albums, that, but um, that's basically what would be my take on it. Um, and it is hard. You know, it's hard to dig through that amount of material to find the stuff that's good. But he is, he's, definitely, he's definitely good. Awesome. Yeah, and I got to check great, him out. It's the great question, right? It's the Prince question. Like, should Prince have put out all 700 songs that are hiding in the vault? Or was it great that he took the 20 best of the 100 he'd written and gave it to us? Like, I feel that way, too. Like, there's a half a great record over and over and over again. And maybe if he slowed down and took the best four songs from three records together, he'd have he'd have one of the all timers. Right. You know, and I Ben's right. Like, I mean, the guy's probably at the edge of really needing an editor. But because he puts him up on Bandcamp, we can listen to the whole damn thing for free. It's such a generous output of like, hey, what, what do you think about this? Here's another right. one. Yeah. You know, I, that I do find it. I also find it kind of inspiring that um, none of it's bad. You would think like you'd hit a track. You're like, wow, that's 
third tier. And like there are songs I don't like, but not because they're bad songs, just because they don't do anything for me. Right. You would hope that most artists are not so cynical that that when they're recording a song, they might not know it's bad. Right. Like, well, like, but this is this is part of the So, I mean, on the one hand, it's like it's the greatest time ever to be a, a musician or a music fan because it's unlimited. There's just unlimited right. amounts of stuff. And if you're Daniel Romano, you can just keep recording shit and put it on Bandcamp. You know what I mean? Like, no one's <coughs> no one's going to stop you. And there's actually not that big a disincentive to doing it. Um, like, I mean, in 1983, he would have showed up and he would have been to, to then he at the label and he would be like, I've got 45 good songs. And they would be like, listen, son, play me your best song. I want to hear one song. And they would have played that. And then they would have been like, that's fine. Okay, listen, now I don't have time for you. I've got yeah. underlings who listen to your other 45 songs and choose 10 of them. That's yep. it. And then we put out a record. Um, and that would have been harder for Daniel Romano. And maybe that would have been worse. But that's also kind of better. I mean, that's how you get the first Cars record. Yeah. I guarantee that there were more Cars songs than there were on that first Cars record. Sure. And the reason why is they just chose the best ones. And they were yeah. like, that's it. That's what we put out. Yeah, you're right. I, I mean, like, it's the same question with Ryan Adams, of course. Like, Daniel oh, Romano true. and Ryan Adams are very similar artists. And Ryan Adams has put out five CDs worth of music already this year. Two double albums and a single. And that's, uh, you know, same problem. Uh, we... Think. We actually have encountered this, you know, when we went to Spotify and we said, look, we've got a podcast where one of us is in Arizona and the Wi-Fi is not that great. Yeah. <laughs> Spotify was like, get out of here. We don't want you. Ah, just get it. Well, gentlemen, let's transition to the last album of the night. My choice, the actual best album of 2021. Everyone thinks so. Uh, but first, everyone whether you're on this podcast or just a listener at home, I want you to think just for a moment. Think about someone who, who had your heart at one point. Maybe you were young, maybe you were vulnerable, 16, 17, and they had your heart and then they broke it. How did that make you feel? How did, Timmy, I can't wait. I'm very excited. I think we're on board together. How did you emote? How did you process it? Well, in Situate, Massachusetts, you would process it through Bud Light and snow football. But Olivia Rodrigo processed it in a very different way. We're going with her album, Sour. And Jeff Simons, my favorite song off Sour is... Deja vu. Don't give me that face, Ben Barton. This is a killer. Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. Car to Malibu, strawberry ice cream. One spoon for two and trading jackets Laughing about how small it looks on you Watching reruns of Glee being annoying Singing in harmony, I bet she's bragging 
is as teachers we go through this because we do the same jokes over and over we teach three classes in a day we're punching that same joke or the same class oh wait oh it's gatsby same jokes year after year after i year. definitely do not do that oh, first of all i definitely do i definitely do <laughs> and dude it's way worse in law school do you know why it's worse in law school is because why? the students outline it and there's apparently a full length outline to my torch class that includes some of the jokes <laughs> so mean so, so mean, mean. So mean, uncalled for. Really. Uncle, you're you're like trying to get new material together. That's not fair. But Ben, I'm reminded when you um, gosh, one time, what was the song uh, "Diamond in the Rough"? Yeah, Sean Colvin. And you said you would put it on on different mixtapes. Like, yeah, yep. that, that's what we did. And you try out your jokes. Oh, the joke worked on her. Excellent. That'll also work on her. Oh, jeez. Oh, Timmy. This is a great selection. I love this record. Olivia Rodriguez. So this, this is like, uh, so she was on several different Disney shows, including High School, High School Musical. Musical. Yes. And she was already famous. And it's actually weird. There's several different people who have come out of this farm. This like really, in my opinion, very exploitative and evil farm sure. system yes. to actually have pretty good careers. Um, Selena Gomez is... Uh, has got several different really good songs, uh, but nothing like Livery Rodrigo. Like this is right. just an all timer, this record. Here's several things that I really, really, really like about this record. And then I'll say why Deja Vu is not my favorite song. Okay. Um, first, it doesn't sound like other stuff on the radio, which is really weird for a person coming out of this farm system. Totally agree. Totally agree. The production is fantastic. The songs are great. Um, and her version of Teenage Heartbreak like just spoke to me so powerfully as a 51 year old white man. I was like, <laughs> Oh, you just completely captured it. Um, my might've over captured it. Tim is like back in it. Like that was, yeah. I got a little word for you there, brother. <laughs> I, uh, it, I've got two favorite songs from this record. Um, yeah, one is the sort of more punky ish single brutal, which yeah. is just amazing. And it's a description of how horrible it is to be a teenager and how miserable it is right now and how yeah. everyone's really mean to her. And my favorite thing is she's like, I'm not cool. I can't even parallel park. <laughs> Such a great joke. I'm not cool when I'm not smart and I can't even parallel park. Just Kill perfect. Um, and then driver's license. Driver's license, if you haven't heard it. So listen, for, for the listeners to this podcast, you will actually like this song. Like, really this will. song is beautiful. It's a song about her. She finally, he, he dumps her. She finally gets her driver's license and she's driving around in the suburbs remembering when they were together. Oh man, it's just a murderer's row song. Because the whole thing was she was going to drive to his house once she totally. got the license. Totally. She's like, we always used to talk about it now. And, <laughs> and, and basically you said you'd love me forever. 
and now I'm driving by myself in the suburbs. Like it's <laughs> fucking fantastic. It's so good. Um, it's derivative of an Adele song, but again, high praise. I mean that as high praise. Like it's a fantastic piano ballad. Here's the, way, the problem driving, with deja vu, around, Timmy. Oh, sorry. Driving around like, by yourself songs are, are some of the best songs. Like riding oh, in my yeah. car. Oh, that's a Dude, she, just, yeah. Yeah. she captures it so perfectly. It's so beautiful. Um, like I like it's such a heart on the sleeve record uh-huh. that it's it's almost weird that it's so commercial. Um Here's the problem with Deja Vu, Timmy. Do yeah. you remember the song that she introduces him to? That's the most amazing yeah. song in the world. Billy Joel. <laughs> Billy Joel's Uptown Girl. Yeah. It's a problem. It's a problem. It's... I'm like, you have terrible taste. He's got terrible taste. And his new girlfriend is also an asshole. All of you people are assholes. <laughs> You're choosing Uptown Girl. That's the song. I was but, like, kids of today have to protect themselves against Uptown Girl. I remember. Don't spread the virus. Like, I look out for Uptown Girl. Martha discovered Uptown Girl. She's like, Dad, do you know Billy Joel? I'm like, uh, yeah. Have you ever heard Uptown Girl? I'm like, have I? Yes, heard I've Uptown heard Girl? Uptown Girl. I only Girl. memorized the dance with Christy Brinkley. Come on. Um, so, Jim, you know, you're a better dad than I am because both of the girls were like, you like Billy Joel, right? And I was like, sure, this is Billy Joel songs I like. And they're like, how do you feel about this one? Up, down. I was like, oh, good one. No, 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 no. Stop, 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 Chef Simons, what do you got about Olivia Rodrigo? Not, you guys covered everything. I agree with everything you said. Yep. So I'm startlingly better than anything I could have anticipated. Believe me, I had my cynical oh, cynicism yeah. meter turned up to like Mach 50. And I was like, I cannot... I, all I can give this is a slow clap. It's good. Oh wait, wait! Had you never heard that song? Oh no, I've heard, I've heard it. Oh, when, okay. she, when they announced she was making a record, I was like, "Oh, the high school musical oh, kid right, is going right, to make right. a pop yeah, record." Disaster! Boy, I can't wait for that. I, so, and then I wonderfully surprised. She's also got um, an an all female band, and they they kick butt. Have you seen her any of those live performances? I well, not, but I luckily for you, I have tweeted out one so you can check. Oh, it. I, I got to tell you, you will get emotional when it when it's at Austin City Limits and she's singing "Driver's License," and they cut to her audience, and you've got twelve-year-old girls like with masks on because this is about uh, about maybe a year ago, and they're just going for it. They're singing along with, they're so intense, um, really identifying with her. And then, they, you know, she drops the F-bomb a couple of times. And these 10 little 10 year old girls are fine. They don't care. They'll drop an F-bomb in Austin. Tim's a little upset, but the girls were fine. <laughs> I got to tell you too. I uh, will note the girls pointed out to me when I discussed this record with them, that there's been a lot of pushback. Uh-huh. And that the ex-boyfriend has has really like laid back into her, um, and that it's unfair. And oh, give me! I a just break. hope that she's okay. Basically, like I'm just looking out for her. I've got my yeah. eye on her, and yeah. I hope that it works out. There's a definite chance that this that it's a just that the second record's not good, and that that this will be it. Um, all of that being said, believe me, I I like a lot of records where they have one good record. Like, yeah. and this is a great record. Like, oh, if, yeah. if you if you remember, it was Tim's got a complete right. You remember, it's like to have your heart broken in high school. Just go ahead and pick this up. You will just so tap along with it every step of the way. Speaking of uh, such songs, um, we were walking around Cambridge, Massachusetts, two weeks ago, uh, and Flannery's with me. And we stop at a crosswalk, and two women are in a car, just singing 
uh, all too well at the top of their lungs. And they're just going for it uh, unashamed. And Flannery looks at me and she's like, I really like this town. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yes, child. You too can sing. So does your father because you're going to college here. (laughs) That's right. No pressure. Keep on studying. (laughs) All right, gentlemen. Good stuff. 2022 next week. I'm excited. 2022. And then we will say goodbye to season two of 50 years of music with 50 year old white guys. I will will be at the beach. I will be in a fantastic mood when we speak next week without question. Um, I will be at a beach as well. Uh, How about that? Knoxville, Tennessee. Beautiful (laughs) Knoxville, Tennessee. It's the beach of East Tennessee. It's the beach town of East Tennessee. Sure. uh, No question about it. That's uh, your wife's new campaign slogan. Make Knoxville. Bringing the beach to Knoxville. Yep. All right. Great. uh, Great seeing you all. Much love. And I'll talk to you next week. Good job by y'all. Bye. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric Are you a fan of classic cinema or a young person who wants to discover the best films of all time? Do these legendary movies still hold up? On the Generation Film Podcast, two guys who grew up when movies dominated the culture share a great film with a panel of young movie lovers and see how it plays for today's generation. We discuss changes in storytelling styles, representation, the making of each film, its initial reception, and how its meaning has changed over the years. Join us as we explore cinema classics across generations on Generation Film. Electric acid. Electric acid.